podcast episode 064. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Humphreys McGee. I'm Sarah Jehemiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total umphree. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured a recap of the band's recent stops at Summer Meltdown in Darrington, Washington, Kettle House Amphitheater in Bonner, Montana, and Red Butte Garden in Salt Lake City, Utah. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you have not. This week, we will talk about the Umphreys show on August 10th in Chicago, as well as whatever I find from the Fate Night show at the Park West featuring Brendan and Ryan. I mentioned in my summer camp recap episode how much of a great decision I felt it was that I stayed up and caught Fate Night. It was definitely one of my personal highlights from that weekend. Vince Owinski coming out and singing White Wedding by Billy Idol was definitely that I really something I really enjoyed from the weekend. That was very, very awesome. I will actually link that summer camp episode in the show notes so you can check it out if you have not. There is no doubt that that Fate Night show was very awesome, so I'm excited to talk about it. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to tell you all about my sponsor, Swift Charge. If you were at summer camp or Electric Forest earlier in the summer, perhaps you saw their booths or maybe you used their service. I mentioned in my summer camp recap episode how nice it was to have their charger during the entire weekend. If you are not sure exactly what Swift Charge provides... You pre-order a charger and then go pick it up at the booth when you get to your festival. It suction cups right to the back of your phone and charges while you rage the show. The charger runs out of juice. You just take it back to the booth and switch it out for a new one. Unlimited charging all weekend. And did you know the charger is yours to keep forever? Yes! Keep your charger and you plug it in at home, recharge it, and take it anywhere with you. I throw mine in my purse and use it when I'm out with my kids, running errands, on a road trip, whatever. I love everything about this. Swift Charge will be providing portable charging. Yes, this includes for your vape pens too. At live music festivals throughout the rest of the summer, There is a link to their site in the show notes where you can see a complete list of where they will be. And especially for my listeners, if you use promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout, when you pre-order a charger, you will receive 10% off. That is promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off your next pre-order. Also, I wanted to mention, if you are looking to get the word out about your shirts, pins, jewelry, prints, band that's going on tour, or small business that is looking to work with some like-minded folks, Um Freak Parents Podcast would love to help you get the word out. 
UPP is currently offering custom-made packages that will fit your specific needs and budget. Packages include ad time on the podcast, social media plugs, product reviews, and more. With an average 200 downloads per episode and about 50 new episodes a year, when you advertise with UPP, your ad will be heard by tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow um family. Email umfreakparentspodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. All right, so let's get to the Chicago show on August 10th. If you were not aware, Bayless's birthday is August the 11th, but his real birthday celebration happened during the Fate Night show later that evening. We personally did have plans to attend this Chicago show, but my husband's aunt unfortunately passed away earlier in the week, so we obviously needed to be home and be with my husband's family during this time. I had lots of friends, however, that were in attendance at the Chicago show and were able to give me the scoop on a couple of things. The venue and area was beautiful. I'm sure some of you saw the uh, videos, little like teasers or whatever that Umphreys has put on their social media. Um, just absolutely beautiful. The show was eight and under were free, so there were a lot of Umfreak parents in attendance with their kiddos. I loved in the Facebook group, people were sharing photos and stories of their kids enjoying the show. Many of them, it was their first show altogether, first Umfree show, so that's very, very awesome. And if you're not a member of that Facebook group and you're a parent, there is a link in the show notes that will take you right to where you can join that group. It's a really awesome, safe space where... We can talk and chat anyways, um, ask questions about taking your kids to shows if you're not sure. Um, also, you know, share pictures of your kids being awesome and doing awesome things. And it's just a very cool space. So if you're interested, like I said, there's a link in the show notes that will take you right there. I did hear that the lines for beer, food, and bathrooms, all of that was pretty awful, though. Definitely a bummer to hear that, but the show did sell out only a few hours before showtime, and the aerial photos I saw, there were a lot of people there, so not super surprising to hear that there were a lot of lines, but of course, we all know the history of Chicago and Umphreys, so this evening was no doubt a family affair for a lot of the members of the band and their crew. Before they got that evening started, Joel came out to play a solo set. He shared his set list online on his Twitter, um, and I'll actually link, I'll link to the actual tweet in the show notes. But his set included Root Beer Rag by Billy Joel, Flamenco Sketches by Miles Davis, Memphis Stomp by Dave Gershon, Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. There was some synth madness into EIIRP by, <clears throat> excuse me, by Radiohead. Den by Umphreys, Jesus, etc. by Wilco. Back into Den, Hubert by Umphreys and Orfeo by Umphreys and Joel. There is not any um, audio so far that I have found of this. 
If I do happen to find some, I will throw it in the show notes for you. And after the Joel set, Corey Wong would then come out to play, and then it was on to the two sets of Umphreys. Set one for the evening would open with a new walkout tune written by Chris, according to a tweet from Joel, titled Punchable Face. And apparently there was a little confusion over the actual name title the morning after the show, but Joel, again, via Twitter, confirmed that the title was Punchable Face. When this one starts out, I felt it sounded very much like the beginning of a Genesis tune, but then opens up and becomes very much its own demon as it continues on. I'm honestly really excited to see what they do with that one, how they segue into other songs to start a show. Should be very interesting. I like the the maturity and the forcefulness of that to start a show. They take that the very first time into seasons, and then words coming out next and... I want to shout out my girl, Julie, finally got her words. Fuck yes, girl. I just, that's probably the greatest feeling in the world. I'm still waiting for my roulette. Not, uh, not totally bitter about that one, but never mind. Um, Julie was actually featured on an episode of the podcast, episode 51, and I'll link that in the show notes so you can listen to that. She definitely mentions wanting to get words in that episode so it's so great that she finally got it so so happy for her such a beautiful experience at a show to get that song that you've been waiting for and this version I mean it certainly has a level of feeling to it and it's not a song I was chasing and I wasn't there to see it live and I still could feel the emotions in this version it's just such a great one. Hell yes, Julie. I'm so, so, so happy for you. Love, 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 love when I hear these stories from fans. It's just this, that's one of my most favorite things. Phil's Farm charging in next, beginning to prepare itself a slight, slightly after three minutes, sinking in comfortably a little bit later as it begins to coast along. I wanted to bring up this spot from about 7.15 until 7.40-ish. Sounds very, very familiar. Is it teased from another song? I don't know. Is it like a some sort of a something? I don't know. Nothing mentioned on All Things Umphreys. It does sound familiar. If you know what I'm talking about, please feel free to email the show and tell me. It turns the corner to soar on beautifully, leaving Phil's behind, and it would stay that way. Phil's does not come back any other part of the evening. This instead, Gliding into Lenny by Stevie Ray Vaughan, performed a total of 50 times, including this time here, If you've not heard Umphreys play this song, do yourself a favor and listen to it. Of course, I mean, the guitar parts we know. It's a Stevie Ray Vaughan song. But Joel in this is so good, too. It's just beautiful. Like I said, give that a listen for sure. 
sweetly moving into Haji with Mike Racky on pedal steel. Many of you may know him from his other times that he sat in with Umphreys as well as from Fate Night. Mike would stay out for the next tune as well, Push and Pull. Draconin next. This one I felt was a highlight from the evening when I was listening back, specifically when it drops in slightly after four minutes, opening into this energetic, adventurous, very fun sort of 80s vibe dance party. Really love that jam in there. And then that will glide right into the lyrics of the song. I've mentioned it many, many times how much I just love this tune. 40s theme coming out next, taking this one for a spin slightly before three and a half in, really getting comfortable with itself, enough to venture out, boomeranging back in and closing out the first set of the evening with that 40s. Set two starts with the band taking the stage to Alan Parsons' project Sirius, although on Nugs, the set pretty much goes right into the silent type. And I think that is because of a licensing thing that the walkout with the Alan Parsons Project song is not on there. I don't know if that's true. Um, that's my guess. But when you, if you listen back to this on Nugs, I'm not sure how it is on um, Live or if it's on Archive. Um, but when you listen back to it on Nugs, it does not start with that. It just goes right into the silent type. And yes, the silent type, they did play this tune on the 4th in Salt Lake City. It is a different adventure, and as I said then, and I will say it again, the jam inside this tune is what makes me excited to see this on a set list. I feel, honestly, that there's not a single person who said something about them playing this song again so soon that would not have danced their ass off to this version. There's just no way that you would have been able to listen to this and not not dance. Like, yes, they just played it. It's a different tune, different version, just as fun. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Hurt Birdbath next. Going into full-on rock and roll rage, about seven minutes, resonating all over the place, and then stepping back into the hugeness that is Hurt Birdbath. This one and the tune that would come after were no doubt so beautiful on Waffle's part. I'm just listening back to these two songs is Hurt Birdbath and the Ocean Billy being the next song. I, just visually in my mind, I'm just thinking about how Waffle is illuminating this, this venue outside, this beautiful space, and it's just all I could think about. Um, as I mentioned, Ocean Billy is that next song, and if you didn't know, this is Waffle's favorite song to do the lights on. He mentions that in the conversation I had with him at summer camp this past year. I'll link that episode in the show notes as well, so you can listen to it if you haven't. This Ocean Billy going into it about seven minutes in, swimming along on an interstellar little journey that marches into a very beautiful and hopeful jam that blossoms open and reveals a few of the tender and heartfelt lyrics from Imagine by John Lennon, Bayless you know, beautifully just singing those and adding this to this moment. It's just, it's so beautiful. Continuing to just dance and flow along. That whole section is just very, very beautiful. 
taking an interesting turn a few minutes later as it sets its sights back on Ocean Billy. A standalone attachment's next, meaning no expansion on the ending of that tune. Miss Tinkle's next, keeping that very dance vibe that has been the theme throughout this entire evening going. We have seen Tinkle's have a little more of an aggressive side to it, especially the build back in. But this one keeps the energy up the whole time. Remind me, dancing into another really fun jam slightly after three minutes. A very summer evening island beach vibe to this one. Not settling in there for very long at all. Moving right along two minutes later and into the sex metal part of the song. And Remind Me would close out the second set. Encore for the evening would be a cover of Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. This has been covered a total of 27 times, including here. And I mean, come on, we all know the song Layla, the original tune. If you haven't heard Umphreys do this one, definitely cue it up and give it a listen. 100%. Listen to it. The evening would come to a complete end with the very perfect golf stream. Finally, that brings us to the fate night after party. At midnight, as I mentioned before, was Bayless's birthday. So this was no doubt a fun time. I've already talked about in my summer camp recap episode how much fate night was the absolute best choice I made that weekend staying up until 4 a.m., It was a good time. If you've not seen Fate Night with Bayless, definitely make it a point to go see that. This evening would include Ryan Stasek as well. Um, They played two sets that evening, and it took me some digging to get this information on what they played. I do not have a complete set list, but what I do have, I wanted to say a quick thank you and shout out to Pat Dyer, I hope I said your last name right. We talked about that, and I practiced before I said it. Um, But I wanted to thank Pat for that and shout out to him. Um, His social media links are in the show notes if you're interested in giving him a follow. Um, The evening would include either a jam or original tune from Fate Night to Start, You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon, Walking on Sunshine by Katina and the Waves, Love Shack by B-52s, which they did that when I saw them at summer camp, and that was a lot of fun. Hollywood Nights by Bob Seger. Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Heavy Metal Drummer by Wilco. Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. Let's Dance by David Bowie. And Don't You Forget About Me um, by Simple Minds. And that was, like I said, that was most of what was played. I don't have the complete set list. But if there's anything that pops up between now and when this episode airs, any videos or actual set lists or anything, um, I'll throw them in the show notes so you can check them out. So that's all I have for this week's episode of the show. Anything referenced throughout, including the set list for the show discussed, as well as where you can listen to it, can be found in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments about anything talked about in this show or any other episode, please feel free to reach out. 
I love hearing from you guys, so please don't hesitate to contact the show. How you can do that is in the show notes as well. And thank you again so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.